Previously on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. He's just like going back and forth with his neck. Va, va, vui, va, 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 vui, va, va, va. There you go. <laughs> 18. I'm feeling much better. Back to my old self. My name uh, is Silva Zarat, but my friends call me Ziggy. All you see is a Braxis in the cage chanting over the cauldron of overwhelming <laughs> allies. You see three ravens appear suddenly and take to the air, cawing loudly as they fly about the room. The ravens cry out, Baba Yaga has gone on off to see her son. But a trail she has left behind, if the breadcrumbs you can find. Uh, the birds begin picking up objects off the shelves and dropping them in front of you. First, they take a stuffed two-headed eagle from a shelf, then place an iron spur and a drinking horn beside it. Next, they take an elephant tusk and a small hand mirror and drop them on the bearskin rug. truth i got a one but <laughs> what? you know what jess i that's I a go- good that's a good debate though um mm. should we tell the truth what let's have a debate yeah. about um morality and honesty and you know listen why bother somebody <laughs> sent me something i forget about specifically what kind of people but that you get endorphins from lying and i was like that tracks for me Be- yeah <laughs> It's a rush. <laughs> I recognize that. It's a thrill. <laughs> My family will be like, why did you lie about that? And I'm like, I really don't know. But if the answer is endorphins, it explains so much. Because there was a time I remember in fourth grade, I wrote an essay <laughs> about JFK. And I, after I was done reading it to the class... My teacher was like, oh, my gosh, that was really good. And I was like, thank you. My dad helped me write it. My dad did not help me write it. I wrote that essay <laughs> entirely by myself. And so I'm standing there like, why did well, I just they, say that? You gave your dad Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, she believed me, the fool. <laughs> yeah. I got one over my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never lie to make my, myself look good. So that begs the question, why did I lie? <laughs> it's fun. always about pointless shit. It's always about pointless <laughs> shit. Endorphins. I shouldn't out myself as a known liar. I promise I never lie about anything important. And it's very, it's because. But you could be lying right now, though. (laughs) (laughs) That could also, that could be a lie. I will be honest (laughs) in the back of the head. The first thing is like, okay, Justin might need to use the the dice roller on D roll 20. (laughs) Liar, liar, Jess on fire. I thought you all knew Uh, I was a liar. I'll have to do math. I thought. Right? Isn't that a counter for the dice roller? Um, I also lie a lot. So it doesn't, I don't know. I, I lie because I have ADD. <laughs> yeah. And people ask me, people ask me, like, did you do that thing that I asked you to do? And I can't bear to say no again. So I say, yep. <laughs> for sure I did. I, yeah. I, I, I did that. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm that kind of liar as well. Nailed it. I, I checked just... it off. Um, excuse me for a moment while I quickly. Do do it, do the thing that I just said I did. <laughs> it's it's good to be honest about the fact that well we're kind of liars. Mm-hmm. None of us is no Abraham Lincoln over here. Oh yeah, no, I mean, and that's good. <laughs> over the past few years, has become my policy to like make sure that I tell people I meet. Okay, listen, I have a bad habit, but if I ever lie about something and it is important, I will tell you. So <laughs> at least there's that safety net. You How know? long do you wait before you tell someone like, hey, um, I have I to do it immediately or I forget. I forget I have to do it immediately because I also <laughs> am good at convincing myself that things happened. Oh, that that's an excellent happen. that's an excellent skill to have. That's what makes Delusion. a good liar. 
you have to yourself. be delusional. Yeah. <laughs> you have to retroactively be like, no, no, I actually was telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely did really happen for real. A hundred percent. This is a very humanizing <laughs> conversation. I love this. This is very interesting. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. <laughs> it just reminds me of all those things that you're taught in school that are not like things you're supposed to do, but then you become an adult and realize they're things that happen all the time. And as an mm-hmm. adult, like everywhere I've worked, but you know, well, we joke in our, we've joked in when I worked in nonprofits is, is called R and D rip off and duplicate. Like there is so much plagiarism in terms of just taking someone's idea and then just like making it your Slapping own. Slapping your logo on it. Exactly. Yeah. And there's just so much, <laughs> all these little things that you're taught <laughs> that are like big no-nos in the education system, like growing up. And then you just, it's how you survive in the world. Oh, saying what needs to be said so you don't get in trouble at work yeah i did that project totally and then you know you work till nine o'clock at night working on it to make sure it's done That's or so you funny. eat shit later this actually brings up a great secondary point i am a full believer and advocate for lying on your resume oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. say whatever so like they say like oh can you do this and you say absolutely i can do that um you yeah i don't know because you can really learn to do anything. And I feel like people add a ridiculous amount of must have these skills to job descriptions these mm-hmm. days for a ridiculously low amount of money for someone who supposedly has mm-hmm. all of these skills. Like my favorite is seeing somebody with a, ma- something with a master's degree requirement that pays like $40,000 a year. And you're just like, <sighs> okay. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> like then yes, I abs- I have a master's degree for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say as a teacher, I have never lied ever at all. The education system is ever. flawless. I have never shamelessly <laughs> stolen. I've never shamelessly <laughs> stolen anything from a colleague or from other teachers mm-hmm. online and made it my own. Never. I am a font of virtuousness and honesty. And I am actually Abraham Lincoln, reborn. I'm sorry. Wow. The reincarnation <laughs> of Abraham Lincoln over here. Four score <laughs> and shut the Wait, hell I thought it was George students. Washington that wasn't the... I thought it was Honest that, Abe. Was it? Okay. Because the we have, we have the cherry tree Abe. myth about I was like, I, yeah. Oh, GW. yeah. No one cares about GW. The G-Man? Nah, it's no true. No one cares about GW. Mm. That's fair. <laughs> I will say, though, that as a teacher, I go out of my way to tell the truth to my students when I don't know something because I hate teachers who will just lie out their ass. But I go out of my way. If a student asks me a question, I will say, I don't know. I think it might be this, but I'll have to check. And then I check and then as well, you should, you know, that's actually a good thing is I'm glad you do that because there are some things that even today, every once in a while I will get corrected and find out that the teacher that told me, x in a history class mm. or whatever was actually not true like it was just something mm. they thought was true or they yeah oh, I have a crazy what was that story. post i saw where the teacher was like oh giraffes are in every country in africa it's like no i no. think they're in like no. seven of them do you want to hear oh, what clay's get... teacher taught him in what elementary school he was taught what, that what, w what? is a vowel <laughs> no! oh my god his his teacher oh taught God. him his class that W was a, vow- a vowel, so that when his parents went to like the parent teacher conference, they're like, "Why does my son think that W is a vowel?" And the teacher said, "Because it is." Oh <laughs> my God! Because it's double the U. Oh, I'm, oh, oh no! So you know, wow, that wasn't great. Okay, I mean. <laughs> There is, a, I, I guess, there is a certain logic to that. If you look at, if you squint at mm-hmm. it, um, it's a very incorrect. But also, logic. it is still wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh and, and that can yeah. go to some dark places too. Because I remember in eighth grade, we had a video, like a, a basically it was a it was a, a movie appreciation class. But really, what it was is it was the class where you got to go and watch a movie. I, I love film appreciation class. That was one of my electives <laughs> in college. Exactly. I teach it. Well. <laughs> Here's, the thing. Ah, nice. <laughs> Here's one of the things about it, though. What what ended up happening is one of the things we watched was Gone with the Wind, in which our teacher told us about how the Civil War was about uh, the Southern way of life and uh, all that wonderful bullshit. And, it, you know, and for a while there, I believed it. 
it wasn't about sure. slavery at all. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just like if, and the thing is, is I, you know, eventually through my own, you know, reading and whatever, realized that was grossly wrong. But there's a bunch <laughs> of people that came out of that class that did not mm-hmm. figure well, that think out. Think of everybody in, in Texas who's coming out thinking that kind of thing. Oh, Good old Texas yeah. education. You love the Texas, you gotta love the Texas education system. Good teachers are important. Mm-hmm. Angel, Thank I feel you, like we're we gonna. <laughs> when you finally chime in, you're gonna be like, "Uh, I don't lie. You're all bad people. <laughs> you <laughs> folks are absolutely horrible." I, I know. I just, I, I was tweaking with my character sheet on the roll twenty, and like, oh, it does this. Oh, it does this. Um, I guess I could tie it into your conversation since it puts the dice roll on the screen, on the screen. <laughs> I do that light where there's a social convention. So in my mind is always going through, okay, these are nine different dialogue options. What's a path of least resistance? <laughs> dialogue option four. Or, oh man, this is fucking stupid. What's going to make me seem less shitty? Option three. I don't have energy to go that four. I'll go two. Ooh, that's like 90% shade though. I'm fine with it. <laughs> so I guess in that aspect, I am a big fibber. But isn't that the socially acceptable lies? Like, mm-hmm. does I this mean- dress make or does these jeans make my ass look fat? Um, my favorite <laughs> one, which is just BS dialogue. Hey, Angel. Hey, happy Monday. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Oh, I hate those. <sighs> look, I'm passing <sighs> you in the hallway because I'm going to the bathroom. I'm not going to stop and go. Wow, life is shit right now. Do you know how much crap project I have? Mm-hmm. No, it's always, hey, I'm doing great. Thanks. Well, I mean, I mean, Mondays, that, right? Uh, Monday. I've got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> well, Garfield. Uh, I don't know, I Angel. Th- I feel like, uh, you know, um, the other side of that coin is others just might say that you are very diplomatic if you scroll mm-hmm. through uh, your options and you're like, well, this answer is going to be the least work for everyone involved in this conversation. So, boom. I'll take it. You know what? I will take it. I recently... What I'm hearing is just we're all amazing people and none of us should change. Yeah. yeah. I oh, think we're all sure. pure as the driven mm-hmm. snow. Yeah. Just I've like our characters. Thought that. Beautiful people shouldn't change. <laughs> just like our characters. Dustin, that is a segue for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for picking up what I was throwing out there, Abby. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Well, you know, if you give me an actual segue point, that means I won't realize it because I'm horrible at segue. That's true. That's fair. (laughs) Completely unrelated. Well, that's why I shot into the air and then Abby alley-ooped it to you. Sports. <laughs> Ali- Sports. Sports. <laughs> oh. There was one of the. registered. <laughs> when we last left off, you had finally worked through the maze of Baba Yaga's hut, looked through the window only to see yourself high atop a mountain range. Uh, Braxis, you immediately uh, go. Well, <laughs> you don't. Uh, Bionni immediately goes outside and you follow soon oh, after. Uh, and you immediately get the feeling that something's different. The snow crutches a little different, new and unique smells. The air smells fresh and clean, but it also feels like a little heavier. The air just feels heavier. You even feel like your gravitational mass is just different. Like you, you feel a little lighter on your step going out there. Oh, that would totally throw him off for sure. It's, you said it was a snow. It's a snowy. It's a wintry landscape, right? Correct. Probably the initial initial crunch is probably what threw him off because as an Arctic druid, he's fully like a Tolkien elf. You know, um, you see the the movie where everybody's trudging through the snow and Legolas is just like on the top of it, going, "What's up? Hey!" <laughs> he he doesn't leave tracks in the snow. He could walk across ice. So probably that initial crunch threw him off, and he probably took a couple of little like stumbling steps as he got his footing, going, "What the hell?" Not even this, that. Um, You look to the sky and you notice the stars that you usually use to guide yourself are in different positions. And it takes you a little minute, but you are able to start to piece together different constellations. And as you're scanning the sky, trying to triangulate where you are, you notice a little green dot. 
and it's positioned to where everything is, you realize that's, and you even feel it like through your connection with nature that that's Galarian. Hey, uh, uh, look, look up there. Hey, look, look, yeah. look over there. Do you, do you see that? Do you see that that little speck right there? Uh, which one? There's uh, there's a lot. Oh, it's it's right. It's that green. Like, let's see see where my claw is at. Just, just uh, the green one, dude. Yeah. What about it? I think that's... That's Galarian. What? No, you're joshing me. Oh, uh, no. Who's Josh? (laughs) Joshing you. I'll tell you about Josh later. He's such a jokester. (laughs) Do you hear what Braxis is saying? Braxis, Uh... tell them. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Manette, Pippa, do you not feel the pulse of the world is off. It's not in sync. And look up there, the uh, the swan, the goat herder. That they should be more to the south. Look at that little speck. Do you not hear the song? The song of Galarian. It's it's so distant. Pippa is not a nature person, so she's kind of frowning at the landscape around them, thinking to herself, "That's snow." Lots and lots of snow. And there are stars up there. That seems about right to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 Right? The pulse is off. You know, with satellites, you know, like with Mars, there's like a 15 minute delay um, when they're shooting, like they're taking photos on Mars. It takes about 15 minutes for those photos to get to Earth. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how you feel like your connection with Kepri is right now. Is it's just slightly delayed. Like if you were to cast a spell right now, it would take like just a half a second longer. It's buffering than, than it normally uh, takes. Manette does give a sort of a curious look, and uh, it, she doesn't cast anything because that wastes spell slots that she doesn't really have as a paladin. But she she is aware. And, and I guess she would mention, uh, yeah, it seems wherever we are, it's a bit less, there's a bit less of a connection to the plane in which uh, the gods of Galarian reside. Well, uh-huh. particularly Capri. I don't know about the others. The others all live in different... It's a long story. Let's not talk about religion They right all have now. different houses. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What crazy vacay we're on. I, I have no clue where we're at. I just know. Again, pointing to the spec. I know that's home over there. Zorka did mention that we uh, weren't on Galarian anymore. But I, I honestly, uh, I thought she was, I don't know, being metaphorical somehow. I didn't, I didn't think for a second she meant literally. Wow. Okay. Um... I, I thought we might have plane shifted, but nope. Seems oh. like we're um we're uh, in the same plane. Ah, uh, think about all the new things we're gonna experience here. And Bionic I'm so pulls glad. everybody together <laughs> we in a big air. hug, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, putting his arms around everybody, like yeah, adventure. <laughs> and then he just says, "Although it is really cold out here, and I'm very nippy." Yeah, maybe. Isn't it wonderful? Ah, oh, no. Take a deep breath. Do you need <sighs> some cold weather gear? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> let me go back inside. I and he pulls his boxing robe closer, and he's actually covered himself up <laughs> a little bit more chastely. He goes, "Oh man, there's a lot of exposure going on." <laughs> <laughs> Just to refresh, I believe Abraxas is now immune to cold weather. Yep. Uh, Manette is now immune to cold weather. Pippa is immune to cold weather. Uh, the only one that's not immune to cold weather is Bayani. <laughs> Bayani on oh, his heat robes or whatever desert exploration <laughs> robes I put. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. Surprise. Bayani's um, gonna step back inside. Because he is cold. Pippa will follow Bayani back inside and approach the control egg for the hut. 
Is there a way to use this thing to scan the area and figure out where to go? Or is there any way to do that at all? Or is it just a matter of like, well, we're on the top of a mountain, so... Yeah, it allows you to move the chicken leg hut. That's it. And uh, you can attack with the chicken leg hut. Okay. Are there maps in here anywhere? She'll call out to Minette and Abraxas, be like, so I'm not trying to hurry you, but I am going to go downstairs and and release the treant. And uh, after that, I think our only bet is moving the hut and seeing if we can figure out where we are. So... Pippa's going to eyeball Manette and Abraxas, still playing in the snow. Bayani warming his peck inside. Well, I'm going to go downstairs and release the treant. You want to come? Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Pippa and who? Pippa and Abraxas and whoever else is going downstairs. Switch into wolf form so you have a, a fancy mount. Ooh, so fancy. So appreciated. <laughs> So you go ahead and head downstairs and cross the gardens over to where uh, Don Bark is. And the first thing you hear is, oh, my friends, I hope you have good news for me. Uh, We do. We were able to get a a scroll of teleport. She waves it vigorously. You see uh, some sappy tears just running down her her cheek. You mean I will finally get to see the land once again? That's right. Uh, We're we're on the top of a very tall mountain at the moment. I hope that's okay. Anywhere that's not here is amazing. Abraxas has his, he's in wolf form, so he's wagging his tail. His ears are perked up. His eyes are so bright. He's so excited that they can release his poor treant. You know, hasn't had decent nutrients, hasn't tasted loamy earth, felt the sky, felt the wind, tasted the sun, and he's just, he's just feeling it. Wagging his little tail. Wag, 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 wag. Pippa opens the teleport scroll, uh, studies the spell for a moment, and... Because it's not, it's not one that she's actually cast before, and it's not one that she knows intrinsically. So she's kind of going over going over the ritual for it, and she raises a hand toward the treant and says the magic words and rolled a uh, 38 on the percent. Bayani, Manette, you uh, are sitting up there at the top of the hut looking out the window I'm guessing you see Don Bark appear right in front of the hut you see her limbs uh, unfurl and there's a break in the sun just at the same time that Don Bark is appearing and the sun rays shine on her and you see these what were like very brown and droopy leaves just starting to immediately bristle and green with the sunlight and you see her roots just like squeezing the, the snow on the ground uh, as as she's absorbing all the like fresh clean water and uh, touching through and, and like sucking the nutrients out of the ground. In fact, you see a little brown spot where there was snow. Like she's basically just <laughs> sucked up all the water from the snow and and getting on the ground and getting all the nutrients from the soil. And you hear her scream in like in um, not agony, scream in joy as uh, she is freed from this this horrible prison. Oh. Bayani elbows Manette and says, Ah, now that's a queen of the mountain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, trains usually move pretty slow, but this one is moving around quickly, uh, joyfully kind of just dancing around. Uh, after a little bit, you hear a tap, tap, tap on the door. You gotta get that, Manette? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Manette gets the door. Thank you all for helping me. I appreciate it much. If there's anything ever I can do, please ask. Oh, you know, enjoy your freedom. Look alive, tree babe. And then he finger guns some gusts of wind (laughs) to blow her leaves around. Make make her feel pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi. I have had my leaves blown in a very long time. You deserve it, queen. You did just 
four episodes ago. No. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't notice then? How rude. <laughs> she goes running off into the into the mountains. What does it look like when a tree runs? It's have like legs, I believe. Okay. <laughs> kind of ant like. What do you all wish to do from here? I don't know about y'all, but Bayani is putting on a good show, but he is burnt out, literally. Uh, oh, he is yeah. very tired. He would like to rest, but he's putting on a very good show of being not weak. <laughs> but you definitely <laughs> see him lounging. He's no longer standing. He propped up some cushions and he's just kind of reclining watching everybody nice so given that Bayani's resting I'm assuming that our, you guys are all probably getting close to a rest point yourself do you want to rest up here in the hut where you can look out to the snow or do you want to go back down to where your kind of home base has been to rest up down to the home base for Pippa that's where the beds are so if she you know it's her beds her you know her silky uh, robe and her you know sleeping mask that's where those are things all are. So that's where she's going to sleep. <laughs> oh, back in the gazebo. Manette will go, Manette will go with uh, Pippa so that at least someone is with her as well. Oh. <laughs> Wait, is Bayani the only one in the in, in the hut? Because he'll because he'll have FOMO and he's going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> just like kind <laughs> of follow everybody downstairs. <laughs> Brax will probably want to sleep out on the deck or whatever the outside is. He's like right outside the door. Okay, well, if Abraxas is staying up there, then Bayani will stay in the, in, in the hut. <laughs> I thought everyone was abandoning him. There's going ha- to be the girls' area and the boys' area. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was imagining. Because <laughs> I thought well, Abraxas would probably want to see the snow. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was going to go back. It's like, oh, the gazebo. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice in there. I.e. too hot. <laughs> <laughs> also artificial. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't care about that. <laughs> I'll say not especially. Um, taking every after weeks of sleeping on the ground inside a very hostile mountain, um, I am happy to sleep in a bed. Yeah. <laughs> if you get cold out there, Braxis, you can always cuddle up with me in here. Oh, uh, that's very kind. Thank you. We should probably uh, not not come up here without knocking, huh, Pip? <laughs> Make sure you leave a sock or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all are dirty. Some mud babes over here. I would kill for a mud bath. <laughs> oh, that really does would. sound nice. <laughs> oh, you really would? I really would. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe some sort of uh, noble, if they have them here, that has a mansion <laughs> with like a hot spring Ooh, in it. Now there's an idea. We should kill that guy and then <laughs> then have his stuff. I'm so tired. Circa <laughs> says out loud, she's like, I could put some water in one of the planters in the garden and make it a mud bath. That That's very kind of you, Zorka. I don't think... <laughs> It's not quite, not quite what she's looking for. Ah! Not not quite the same. (laughs) Y'all get ready for the night. You break out that wine a little bit. Have one last like meal before bedtime. Uh, If a breakfast is filling up for cooking. Uh, Do you guys, did you guys actually find any meat? I guess the moon beast is kind of meat. You can make, you can probably make food out of the moon beast. Oh, (laughs) hmm. Moon. I disintegrated that thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did disintegrate. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure because you know it was only four hit points away from death Mm -hmm. anyway, and then I did a massive critical hit on it. That's true. That thing uh, is ashes. It's ashes now. (laughs) Oh yeah, the meat stores are gone. That was the last bit for the last meal. Was all of it? Don't we have jerky? (laughs) Oh, the jerky. Well, there's like little strands left. It's like when you get the, you shake the back to get the last bit of the little, the Man, little you, leavens, the jerky leavens. You all are actually out of out of food. That's that's a that's a first. <laughs> I guess we'll have to have a hunting trip. Mm-hmm. Where's that tree? Where's that tree? <laughs> 
I like, I knew we shouldn't have released that tree. Well, <laughs> you don't have a shortage of vegetables because there is those gardens and you have eliminated all the threats of That's all the... True. You can you probably pull us, but I'm pretty sure that neither Abraxas nor Bayani is going to be happy of, of not having any meat, uh, just having <laughs> vegetables. He'll have the stir fry, just sad, sad face as he's mm-hmm. like s- s- tossing the vegetables over. It's like, well, I guess it's better than nothing, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> yes, I guess. <laughs> he still sees in it just perfectly, though. Okay, well, you guys, you guys eat your meal, you rest up, and uh, you uh, you all go to sleep. And uh, as soon as your eyes close, Pippa, you wake up in a facsimile of your bedroom in uh, Apara. You can tell that it's not truly that because there's still white walls. And you see like a picture that you have hanging on a wall, but behind it's just a white wall. Uh, so it's kind of just looks like it's floating there. And she'll sit up and... In her old bed, kind of smooth the sheets between her fingers. Uh, maybe get up and mess with some of her jewelry on the dresser, kind of fingering some of the pieces that she really likes. I think maybe a a necklace with some emeralds in it that she's thinking like, I wish I'd packed this. This is a, this <laughs> is a nice piece. Flatters my coloring. And uh, and it's just sort of in general looking around the room at a life that she left only two months ago, but she feels extremely disconnected from the person who used to occupy this space. And she feels sort of uncomfortable being in it. So she'll pull her dressing gown a little tighter around her. Then she'll look down at it, frown a little, and then... Uh, Figures that like dream logic. I could wear whatever I want. And then instead has on sort of her favorite gown. She puts the emerald necklace around her neck, smooths her hair, uh, and will exit her bedroom to see if is my whole house rebuilt for me. Your whole house is not rebuilt for you. But when you do exit sitting at the table, uh, sipping some tea is your mother. So what are the rules for this, Mama? Oh, what do you mean? What are the rules? I didn't exactly decide to wake up here. Or to dream here. So what? So why am I here? I kind of tugged a little bit. You know, you never come and visit your mama. What is it about when children leave the home? Like, every mom always <laughs> seems to, like, have to, like, beg and plead to get their children to visit. Pippa will sit down at the table. If there's a tea service, she will serve herself her, her own cup, contemplate it. Well, there was a lot going on. Oh, I, I understand that. But, uh. I also know that you went through something very emotional and, you know, sometimes some, a mom's good there to help make you make, try to make the, the pain seem a little less. It's been probably about a week since you've visited her, basically, since you've like the last time you had a thing. Right. She feels like she's learned a, b- a lot about her mom that she didn't know over the course of this adventure. Um, she, she knew that Anefa had been an adventurer, but she, she has a lot more information about what the nature of that adventuring was, that she um, was a freedom fighter in Erisen, that she had incurred the wrath of one of the Jedwigas so terribly that it led to her murder. And that's a that's that kind of makes her mother like in a weird way, sort of a new person to her, that she's not quite sure how to relate uh to to this woman to this version cuz also anefa died when she was 12 it's she she grew up without her um her memories of her are are warm and fuzzy and very um idealistic mm-hmm. and and so this is just very um strange to her she also um you know, one of one of the the memories of her mother that I think we shared in like a, a previous story um, back in book three was Anefa telling her and her sisters uh, an adventure story and um, uh, talking a little bit about Anefa's sort of hopes and dreams for her children that she wanted uh, she wanted her children to be kind, rescue people. Uh, accomplish ac- accomplish great deeds be heroes 
and Pippa feels that and after sort of a life of of theft, deceit, assassination, new awakened <clears throat> powers that Pippa has used in the service of a witch <laughs> for unknown purpose, uh, Pippa also feels like there's just things that she doesn't want to tell this this woman that she doesn't know anymore. Anyway, so, th- so that's just like some some contextualization on sort of like how I'm planning on role playing the scene that I just wanted to okay. to get out there so that you don't feel like I'm yet like I'm but like I'm yes butting you mm-hmm. and not and not playing with you. Yeah, that's um, fine. <laughs> um, so Pippa is going. Pippa regards her mother over the rim of her teacup and says, "It is nice to see you and to know that I can speak to you." Again, but, and I know that you didn't choose to leave. Well, I've had to get on without you for a couple decades now, and I've gotten used to it. I understand that. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing I can do to change that, unfortunately. All I can do is help you the best I can now and try to make up for some lost time. Has that been the reason why you haven't visited me as much? Well, I mean, that and uh, being out, you know, I don't know how much you can see from in here, but it is, it has been a lot. I actually have not had a moment of, uh, well, true rest in until, well, right now. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can understand that. But you can always visit me whenever, even when you're having restless sleep, maybe, maybe having me as somebody to get get that sadness or that frustration off your shoulders might actually help. Honestly, mama, I don't really know what to say to you. <laughs> I, uh, I have a lot of questions that I don't know if I want the answers to, but I think I need those answers, but having to get them on the heels of, well, what was certainly one of the worst weeks of my life. It's a little much right now. I'm not going to reveal everything to you right away because I think it would be too much. But if you keep visiting me and we keep talking, maybe we can build up to that. I am sorry you had to go so long without me. I also know that it feels different, doesn't it? You make your room to represent what I imagine is your bedroom, but being out in the world and facing all the things you have being at home feels weird, doesn't it? It really does. And I know you probably understand that better than most. Being here again, I don't know, surrounded by all my spoils, again, is just bringing a more discomfort than pleasure. Can I change this, actually? Yeah, you, you're the one that made it this. And I'll, I'll be honest, daughter, it's a, little, it's a little overdone for me. So yes, please change it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, does, she does laugh. Let's start with something light. Help me design a new one. I'm kind of, I've always appreciated the simple, like, you know, why don't we just start with a a beautiful spring day and maybe let's have a picnic. Right. But like one in a gazebo or something, not sitting on the dirt. Well, I was thinking (laughs) uh, like a blanket, but a gazebo would be fine too. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. I got used to the finer things in life. (laughs) I've actually had enough of sitting on dirt. (laughs) (laughs) She, she, she laughs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I understand. I, I was never a fan of uh, sitting and sleeping on the dirt myself. Let's put a gazebo out here. And so you see unfurl, you know, this big, it's a park that's probably similar to one that maybe your mom took you to several times when you were growing up. And there, nice. then there's this, this very ornate, fancy gazebo that shows up in its place. And the table reappears with the, the tea set and the chairs in the middle of the gazebo. Much better. Yes, it is. I think so. And you see a smile on your mom's face. I do want to tell you something. I know that when that terrible incident happened, you, you noticed a change in yourself. Similar to what happened when Mariusa uh, tried to take control of you. Mm. Yes, that was different. It was not because of her that that happened. That's, that was accessing your own emotional stress in that situation. Well, that's worse. Except it isn't, my love. Because 
it wasn't somebody trying to control you. It was you taking command of your own powers. While it came out in a trying situation, I think with a little practice, you will gain better control of it. Don't be afraid of those powers. Just know that intense emotions will bring them out. But you will have to learn to control them. I really hope that I never experience that particular form of intense emotion. I'm not sure what will come out, but yes, I'm pretty sure you would not be happy with uh, the outwardly appearance that comes out with your blood. Well, I will make sure to tell my friends not to die in front of me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's more of just learning to, to make sure it doesn't override you so you do more harm to your friends instead of less. She Pippa feels like a teenager again of um, she and she never had this teenage experience with her mom like her because her mom died you know when she was still quite young so there's there's a there's a sense of of the familiar but also a, a sense of of very of a, of a very new of a relationship they didn't get to have of Anefa giving her advice and Pippa getting to resentfully spikily resist it. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to listen to me. You'll figure it out all on your own. I'm just giving you giving you some whiz- words of wisdom. You are an adult after all. Thank God. I can't believe you're an adult. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> like right now. Um, biscuit? Sure. You have made me so proud. That despite everything that has happened, it could be easy to turn and just, you know, take the the easy way out or be brutal and vicious. But you have risen above and fought strong every single time. And despite all that happens, you should hold your head high with what you have been able to do. Yeah, she doesn't really know how to react to that except to stare into her teacup, mumble, uh, well, thanks. Will you help me, uh, will you help me practice? I will. But that's not what today for is. Today is making up for some lost birthdays. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring in a friend here, so don't be surprised. And you see her wave her hand and one of the mirrors, not the mirror, this is a silver, uh, framed mirror. It's different than the mirror that Marius is in. Uh, comes down and you see, this is my friend Rothgar. Uh, you see appear in front of you in the mirror a tall humanoid. Uh, he has long, elongated ears akin to elves and halflings. But unlike elves, these appendages are notched in a comb-like or vague feathered pattern. Uh, you notice his ears seem to constantly move about as if being on alert for odd sounds. And then finally you see a thin layer of white fur that seems to cover the visible portions of his skin. And when she, and then he repl- he looks over and goes, "Hello, Miss Pippa. I am so happy to meet you, the daughter of Anefa." Are we just inviting everybody into my brain? <sighs> oh, that <no>. asking. <laughs> no, daughter, these are the other people who have at one time worn the comb or the armband. Remember I told you that Everyone who wears it, a little piece of them stays with the comb. Yeah, no, I, I remember. Knocking would be nice. Uh, <laughs> well, I invited him in. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. Uh, T? He goes to t- like reach out and it hits the mirror and he taps like he can't get out of the mirror. He's yeah. like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> a moment later, you see him bring out a thermos and pour it. I brought my own, though. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, he, and Rothgar goes, he goes, well... I heard you uh, recently obtained a certain box containing a cat with um, <laughs> with your head. Yep. She has my face. She has no other hair than the hair on my head. And when she dies, she eats herself. I'm so happy to hear found her. The universe works in mysterious ways. Oh, no. I built the Migris Locker many centuries ago. Why? When I was in need of a traveling companion. And that's what you thought of? Sometimes you gotta build with the parts you have, not with the you parts you want. You just get a normal cat? I was very lonely. 
it needed a, a source of power and a, a spark. And I, I was able to use the, the comb at the time to, to bring it to life. And Anefa speaks up. That's the surprise, my lovely daughter. Uh, Anefa glees excitedly. When you get outside today, activate all of your gems. And uh, something very exciting will happen. Pippa narrows her eyes at her mother with some suspicion and says, Good surprise. Wonderful surprise. Never let it be said that I'm a coward who's afraid of the unknown. I'll do that. Also, as uh, unsettling as Argentea can be, she is an impressive magical construct. Wow. You only grow to love her more with time. Does she have an actual name? I just called her Argentea because, well, there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> she takes the chosen name of her by ever new master, which is you. When I had her, she was called Kichki, but she is now Argentea. I will try to get her dismembered less. Yeah, I was about to say, don't use her as a fan for Frost Giants, please. Well, I think that was a one-time thing. I hope that Buon's spirit has not possessed any other newcomers <laughs> to our party to similarly uh, hurl her at Giants. Ugh, or do I? Don't count on it. Othgar <laughs> 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 looks at you and I think you will do great with her. And I'm, I I can't wait to see your reaction. Uh, Anefa hops off her chair and comes and gives you a hug and goes, it's almost time for you to wake up. So, but next time you sleep, we will start practicing and we will start talking. And, you know, maybe don't just forget to call your mom. And with that, you wake up. It is the morning time. And I know there that early in the morning, there are two specific things that two people, two, two of the characters on this show like to do and <laughs> have not gotten to do it in a very long time. So my question of the day is who wakes up who? Oh, I think honestly, I, I imagine Manette would wake up Abraxas because she's been waking up. At even, like, the crack of dawn, even prior to crack of dawn, <laughs> just pre-crack, <laughs> she's already up. <laughs> uh, and she goes upstairs, she makes sure Pippa is, you know, seems alright. Uh, though she is a little hesitant to leave her alone down here, because it's not like there weren't any dangers, but uh, she figures... She could probably handle it if anything happens and come get them. So she goes she upstairs. She did incinerate and, uh, an outsider. So you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she did just turn uh, that creature to ash. So uh, Manette goes on upstairs, and she's probably not going to immediately wake up Abraxas. Like actually, I think she's going to make like some coffee and then start praying until. Until it's more close to like the time she would normally wake up with him. Because she imagined, I imagine she would be thinking like he's going to wake up and see her there. Or like maybe smell the coffee from outside. <laughs> and be like, oh, <laughs> wake up time. Yeah, he wakes up right where the dawn's about to creak over the, you know, the little, ma- the little mountain horizon with the dawn's creeping over just right when the light is barely caressing it's what sets off his wake-up senses so his little ears are going to twitch a little bit uh he has the, the clinging clinging memory of a dream he swears he heard clinking glasses and he was on a nice lush fertile ground Maybe by a gazebo, he doesn't know yet. Um, <laughs> but he wakes up and the dream's all but forgotten as he smells some delicious coffee. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's the stuff. <laughs> Gives a little, a little stretch in his loincloth as he turns from wolf to man <laughs> and uh, goes inside the, goes inside the hut. Oh, that smells <laughs> heavenly. <laughs> heavenly indeed. <laughs> Oh, I'm glowing. Uh, at, <laughs> at the same time, you all do check your bag where you have your, all your equipment ordered uh, and it has turned blue. So any equipment you ordered is also now available to you. <laughs> mm. 
love stuff. Well, we don't we don't wake y'all up, but I am going to start digging through and putting things on. I'm like putting on rings and like uh also one of the cool things she tosses a little stone in the air and it starts orbiting her head. <laughs> it's probably a moment kind of like, oh, that's like Andromeda. Andromeda had one oh, of those. Those are nifty. They are indeed. What did you get? What did you get? Okay, so a guy, he uh, he digs through the bag and brings out um, a bracelet with the seven coral beads that are carved with intricate designs. Ooh. Uh, I got this. It's it's supposed to have some heavy hits, have less of an impact. Uh, yeah, Arch Druid used to talk about these about his. Uh, uh, our younger years, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it out. Uh, heavens knows, I've taken my share of heavy hits. Like, just gonna, like <laughs> crinking his neck, you know, popping some bones. Uh, let's see, a little few rings, a little bobble here and there. Nothing, nothing too ostentatious. You know me, I'm a, a wolf of simple, <laughs> a simple means. Absolutely, simple desires. <laughs> But it's good that you're gearing up. It seems like you have taken on even more of a uh, a frontline role, so to speak. Uh, well, I I hope I've been doing okay. These creatures and foes have just seemed like they've been gaining in power, and it's just I have to run in place just to keep up. That's the scary thing about all of this. <laughs> we never know what we're going to face next. But luckily, you do have a, a good bit of armaments that I've picked up. Uh, he goes to his own bag that he has to the side. And he has all his weapons strewn around. He un, you know, unravels the, the leathers where he had his weapons. He takes out you know, a great sword, uh, adamantine warhammer. He has his great sword, a long sword. Wait, did I say Ransour? The Ransour. Um, you know, you what had already the, gotten um, the 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 huge hammer from what's oh, his that head? he drags out from. That's <laughs> that's where his bag cauldron is resting upon. He just kind of drags it over with the. Oh my god! This thing is really heavy, though. I'm gonna have to be sure when I'm gonna use this. I cannot hold Ooh. a shield in this at the same time. I don't know if that's Manette. a specific trick, but it's <laughs> too heavy. Manette gets a glint in her eye, and what's the thing that, so she asked Ziggy for something specific. Is it like a scroll? Is it something she touches and then it happens? What? Wh- how am I getting my special secret surprise? There is something wrapped in paper, and on it says, eat me, and then there's a little potion that says, drink me. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Manette says, you know, I can probably show you how to carry that with one hand. Let's let's take this outside. <laughs> oh. and, and the eat me is number, has a one next to it and the bottle has a two. Uh. <laughs> okay. We step outside for our training. This is very exciting. We haven't done this in a long time. And does this some of the stretches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing your, your little half squats. Um yeah, Manette is going to make herself big. <gasps> I'm big. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes! So a, a Zoltar true. machine pops up, and you're like, "I wish I was big." <laughs> <laughs> so when uh, when Manette eats the, it's a it's a little biscuit, and when Manette eats the biscuit, she grows to a large size and then when she drinks the potion it becomes permanent so she is permanently (gasps) large oh my god i'm so happy (laughs) i'm a giant woman finally very step on me (laughs) (laughs) i could have already done that (laughs) yeah i mean you know you could have already stepped on pippa that's for sure that's the name of this episode step on me (laughs) <laughs> it is Resident Step Evil 8 now. Yes. Me, I, that's, I mean, that's how it is now. I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as, as she grows bigger, she grabs that hammer and it's just going to make a playful swing at, at Abraxas with it. 
Show me what you've got. Show me what. He'll do like a little, (laughs) he'll do a flip, grab his own hammer, pick up his shield. He's like, all right. I picked up a few (laughs) tricks. Obviously, so have you. And yes, that's a good way of picking up a hammer. (laughs) Touche. Yeah, you just got to be big, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Through all of this, I'm sure they're like slamming hammers into each other, <laughs> doing cool spins oh, yeah. and tricks. <laughs> Spin. He shows Spin. off his uh, his step up. You do you do like a step back, and he he mirrors your motion. Like he's seen you do a couple times Aww. where he does the step up because now he has that feet. Yes, her eyebrows pivot fly forward, up. Pivot forward. And she laughs a big yeah, laugh that echoes because she's huge now. <laughs> 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 so Bionni, you wake up to a lot of laughter and a lot of clanking and clinging from the outside oh my god my beauty sleep <laughs> oh. and he cracks his neck a couple times and he rolls his shoulder he looks at the window he sees Manette is huge well large and he just goes nice <laughs> but then he smells some coffee i'm assuming you left the coffee in here he says oh nicer and he snags <laughs> both cups and go for it and um he's just like oh i wonder uh if, let's see if they're out there where's all day pips <gasps> oh maybe her baby's back and he <laughs> grabs the coffees and he goes on down and he sees he finally enters the terrarium <laughs> i forget what it was, it was the uh center space and he sees pippa's sleeping and i think he just crouches right next to her oh my god holding the two cups of coffee and he just holds one closer and he says all day all day uh, uh, all you day. see her little her little nose twitching she smells coffee like she blearily cracks open one bright puts green it closer eye. to your like, nose <laughs> That's coffee? Oh, yeah. I just it's found for me? it. Uh-huh, yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. This is the best wake up ever. Mm-hmm. So, where's Argentea? Oh, of course that's what you want. Uh, <laughs> she gestures at the locker. She's like, she's uh, she should be finished regenerating. and you can let her out. You can let her out of her box if you want. He immediately goes over and opens up the box. And sees Argentina says, Oh, there's my special little girl. <laughs> and he holds her, picks her up. <laughs> As you pick her up, she slurps in the little last bit of her old tail. Ew. Oh, so She's the only precious. one that got to eat meat no, for thanks. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks like we can start eating Argentina. <laughs> no, no, we are not going to eat Argentina. <laughs> Actually, Bionic. I am curious. Does that mean like. If we, eat, if we eat Argentea while she's still regenerating, does that halt the regeneration process enough to where she can't do it again? Like, can you kill Ooh. the Migris familiar while they're regenerating and permanently end them that way? The only way to destroy, destroy the Migris familiar is to destroy the box. Cool. All right. Well, then we have an endless supply of very weird meat. Yum. <laughs> oh, that's dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bayani uh, places Argentea into the crook of his left arm as he sips coffee with his right, looking like a picture of domestic zaddy bliss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Pippa's watching them over the co- over the rim of her coffee mug, just like that. Actually, is uh, adorable. You look good holding her. Oh, thank you. She's just so precious. She needs all the love, you know. So. Precious. Yes. No, actually. Um, And yes, it's complicated. I do remember being told to do something with her this morning that should be uh, a really fun surprise. Do you want to watch? Yeah. Something for Argentea. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a little coochie cue on her. Did you sleep well uh, (laughs) upstairs in the cabin? Yeah, I, I, I knocked out, uh, I had this strange, you know, just vision of this bodacious babe, but 
it was a sweet dream, you know. I couldn't, qu- I, I can't quite remember at all, but felt felt like here. And he kind of points to his heart or where Aww. his heart should be. But yeah, <laughs> so it was good. That actually does sound really lovely. All right. Well, we have fortified. We have coffee. We have the cat. We have warm feelings from happy dreams. Let's uh, mm. let's go do this. <laughs> Whatever Dream. it is. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> Dream. <laughs> you head up the ladder and then you head outside to see a giant Manette uh, fighting <laughs> with, uh, with Abraxas and Abraxas oh. holding his own. Oh, Callistria, help me. I forgot she was doing this. <laughs> oh, man, she looks so good. Looking good, Manette. Thanks. <laughs> Is Manette taller than Bayani now? Probably. Yes. Oh, oh definitely. Okay. Yeah. Large is eight to 16. Okay. So Manette is, oh, she's tall for a human. So I think she's probably actually, probably like 14 feet. <laughs> Yikes. I'm so big. Mm-hmm. I'm so big. Pippa is three <clears throat> feet tall. Creating <laughs> oh <my laughs> her so neck small. up. Manette. <laughs> Like, you it know, could, like, hold you like a cat. <laughs> you were already, you were already tall enough. I thought. <laughs> this seems <No>. excessive. <laughs> <laughs> That's Manette's response. No, I was not. How this are we ever great. supposed to sit at a table together ever again? <laughs> well, reduce person. In my lap. <laughs> we'll have to get you some reinforced chairs. <laughs> she can learn to lounge and stop. I'll sit on the floor. I'll be the table. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Do you activate your gem there, Peppa? Yeah, uh, Bayani, would you uh, put Argentea down in front of me? And uh, and everyone, I, I literally have no idea what's about to happen. I'm going on faith here based on something my dead mother told me in a dream. Uh, so if you could all maybe give me give me a little space. Well, I guess oh. except Manette, you can probably take whatever is about to happen mm. fine now. <laughs> Bionni stomps on the snow and a wall of earth just kind of half shields the group. (laughs) So we can still peek over. Excellent. Um, And she closes her eyes, takes a deep breath, and one by one lights up at each gem on her armband. You see each gem turn orange. And with that, the diamond starts to glow with light and it gets brighter and brighter, almost to the point where you're having to shield your eyes bright. And then it, the beam shoots out and hits Argentea. And when you look over to Argentea, you see her size begin to grow to that of a large creature. Her neck and tail begin to thicken and stretch. And out of her back, large weather, leathery wings sprout out. <gasps> As her skin begins to turn a bluish hue, as before you, a dragonkin with your <gasps> head appears. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production. What? Uh, thank is she you big to enough Asher- that I can write it? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Asher A., for recommending the name Rothgar to us as one of our NPCs, <gasps> as well as Noah for re- recommending what? Reach Key. I'm stuck. My brain's on a loop. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> Dragon scales. We, we I am sh- so fucking excited, and also Pippa <laughs> is so fucking horrified. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show, and if you can't get enough the FWB crew, we recommend connecting with your our fantastic community. You can do so by joining the conversation on Discord and Reddit, or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find links to access all of those on the website fantasticworldspod.com. Want even more FWP? We produce two other actual play podcasts, Far Beyond the Stars, our space opera featuring the Fly Free or Die Adventure Path, or you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Greatest Show on Earth, featuring Pathfinder's 2E Extinction Curse Adventure Path. To find out more about that podcast, join today at fantasticworlds.cash. I am Dustin, Dragon Creator Prime. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I am Abby, contemplating all of the ways in which I would like to react to my new... Well, I don't know. If she has become a dragonkin, she probably isn't like a pet because dragonkin are like sentient beings. Um, Anyway, I have a lot of questions. (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I want to know... I want to know so much anyway, but I have to wait until next time. I'm Abby. You can find me musing about things uh, at Bonanza (laughs) Famine. 
but probably not about this thing because that would be spoilers. <laughs> uh, this is Angel. Uh, so like scales? Oh, and okay, next time, I guess. Um, <laughs> where was I? Espinosa 916. That's me. Social media, all that stuff. This is Jess. I... The giant woman, so excited about that, God. with also another giant friend now. Oh, what? Oh, let's see what Bionni's going to think about this. Anyways, you can find me at Hank the Clank. This is Logan, the less giant Bionni now. <laughs> My first reaction was just, oh, baby's growing up. <laughs> And you'll have to wait to see what his further reactions will be. But you can talk to me at mainman08 on social media. I, I do love so that Bayani was the largest member of the party and mm-hmm. has now become a medium-sized member of the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay because he's the filling in the sandwich and he loves it. <laughs> it's a Bayani sandwich now. Mm-hmm. I'm a tasty turkey treat for you all. Oh, no. Theme song was composed and played Amy Hawkinson. <laughs> Thank you, Sirenscape, for using your sound effects and music. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and help us spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Clong! <laughs> The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. Why is my own scene making me emotional? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like just staring. I'm like, oh, this is so good.